Forming a family through adoption, kinship, or customary care is one of life's greatest experiences that comes with its own unique challenges and complexities. The Stronger Together podcast is a production by Adopt for Life, Ontario's association for kin, customary care, and adoptive parents and caregivers. Join our host, Catherine, as she connects with a featured guest each episode as they share stories of their lived experience in a space where we listen, learn, and grow. Welcome and hello. I'm your host, Catherine. Maintaining your mental health post-placement remains to be an immense topic amongst adoptive, kin, and customary care families. Not only do many families share their experiences with post-adoption depression, but ongoing pressures, stress, and burnout of meeting the needs of children who come from trauma. In today's episode, we hear from a parent and her journey into finding mental health after adopting a sibling group of five, and how a seemingly small act of self-care can turn into a great step towards balance and purpose. Cindy is a mother to five children who were each adopted through the public care system as toddlers, and now who are currently teenagers and preteens. Between her children, they have multiple and complex diagnoses, challenges, and gifts. Cindy is an experienced yoga and meditation instructor and will soon be certified in yoga therapy. In all aspects of her life, Cindy's goal is to help adults and children alike to develop holistic, mindful, and joyful practices and lifestyles. Hi, Cindy. Thank you so much for joining us. It really is a pleasure to hear your story. Um, And really, I think that your story is going to really hit home for a lot of our families. So I really appreciate you coming out here and sharing. So why don't you go ahead and, and tell us your story? Hey, hi, Catherine. Hi, everybody. Uh, So ever since I was very young, I knew that there was more to life than just what I saw around me. I, I knew there was some kind of bigger picture. However, I had no idea what that bigger picture looked like. And I really wanted more than anything to find a purpose and some kind of logic or explanation behind the suffering that I saw in the world. And so like many children, I was asked repeatedly what I wanted to be when I grew up. And I never had the foggiest clue. <laughs> Uh, And more than that, it really bothered me. So I felt that I should have some kind of purpose or some kind of plan, uh, some kind of way to add value to the world. But no matter how much I thought about it, and I thought about it a lot, I really couldn't figure out what that was supposed to be. So fast forward to my adulthood, I became a parent for the first time through adoption in my mid-20s, and I really still felt like an adolescent myself. I I can totally relate with that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, In the beginning, it felt sort of like an ecstatic experience, being matched with a toddler, and then there was this really wonderful honeymoon period. But shortly after, life began to become quite difficult. Uh, So that healthy baby boy that took my heart uh, quite quickly began to demonstrate that he was not so healthy after all. Um, By the time he was three, it was pretty clear that he was struggling. 
And my husband and I, as his parents, were also struggling. So I began looking for answers and help, but none really seemed to come. And a few years after that, we adopted a sibling group of four other toddlers. And then life quickly became a blur. So I I was caught in a daily routine of like crisis and chaos. The behaviors of some of my children were really quite overwhelming. And I started to invent this story that we were all alone. And the behavior was the result of everybody else. So the result of a child welfare system that was not ideal, uh, the lack of support or therapy uh, was the result of our broken or maybe non-existent child mental health services. And really looking back, I, I felt hopeless in that time and overwhelmed. And I blamed the world for the position both myself and my children were in. Uh, Then one day, back in the early days of Facebook, I was working on my computer and I came across an ad that said, learn to share yoga with children. So mostly out of procrastination, I clicked on the ad (laughs) and I read all about Radiant Child Yoga. Uh, So Radiant Child Yoga, the ad was talking about how we can help children with self-regulation, help them with their anxiety, help them to form meaningful relationships and more, it said. So I was really sold on this idea and I registered for the class. It was a weekend training quite a ways away from where I live. And so my intention was to take the training and then just come home and share all the wonderful tools I learned with my children. It really did seem to be, you know, exactly what I was looking for at the time. So that weekend that I went to the training was the first time I'd ever been away from my children overnight uh, since they moved in. It'd been probably seven years, maybe. Wow. Uh, So that alone, that that time by myself, gave me some time to process and deal with the events of the last few years. And right from the get-go, I was pretty excited. And I had this little voice inside me that really began confirming uh, that I had made a good choice and I was going to take some really solid tools out of this training and, and help my family. So the surprise that happened is when I left the training, I did, like I thought, come home with all kinds of tools for my children. But even more so, I had gained these tools and a new outlook or a new way of thinking about life. So driving home from the training, it was about five hours. And I feel like I had an epiphany of sorts in that time. I I really began to realize that I had some answers to these questions that I've been looking for uh, sort of all my life. So I realized that somehow I had, you know, maybe by accident, in quotes, because Mm -hmm. perhaps there's no accident, (laughs) but I just stumbled on to to what was my path in life. It felt really right. Wow. Uh, So my entire outlook began to change. And I realized that I was in a unique position to share these yoga yoga and mindfulness tools with parents uh, because I was a parent who was experiencing this challenging behavior. I had lived experience with it, um, and so it was relevant. 
And I felt 100% certain that um, this was what I was looking for. So after coming to the realization that if it was true, that and mindfulness with the parents of children who were struggling, I realized that the purpose was only possible because I myself was struggling and raising children who were struggling. So if this was my purpose, perhaps my children's purpose was to come here with these challenges so that we could all learn together. Uh, so with that realization, I really stopped seeing my kids as victims and I stopped seeing myself as a victim because of them. I, I shifted my perspective and started seeing the kids as my greatest teachers. Wow. And so just this change in perspective that had changed my whole life. Uh, the morning after coming back from my training, I still remember I was trying to get the lunch ready for school. So, you know, I had five children sort of ages seven and under and everyone was going berserk <laughs> so the younger ones they used to each of them grab onto one of my legs as i was trying to move around the kitchen uh, the middle ones were fighting with each other and then my oldest was losing his mind <laughs> which was normal and i remember just looking at them and smiling and thinking like wow what amazing teachers <laughs> you all are here um so because of that, I was really able to keep my cool that day anyways, and not get drawn into the chaos. I gave myself an imaginary gold star and got the lunch ready and then carried on. Uh, so I feel like from that day forward, on the outside, everything in my life looks exactly the same. I had the same family, I had the same children, they had the same behaviors, I had the same house. Um, it, it looked like nothing had changed, but on the inside, I really felt like an entirely new person. And really the only thing that, that changed was my perspective uh, and, and my mindset, the way that I thought about our situation. And so it's just amazing to me still how much that one little shift in thinking really changed my entire experience uh, from that moment onwards. Well, I think this is just an incredible story. Um, I really, really appreciate you sharing. And I do have a few questions for you as well, if that's okay. Great, of course. So the first question I have for you, uh, you know, you shared a little, a little bit about your journey. Um, and I really loved, uh, the story about making lunch, uh, cause I think that's just so relatable to so many of us. Um, I'm wondering how you've continued to maintain this more sort of balanced lifestyle on a day-to-day -day basis, uh, today and right now in your life. Oh yeah, that's a really good question. I think, um, the, the answer really is that I haven't. <laughs> I mean, I, I have overall and over the years, you know, I'm able to sort it out so that I have a more balanced lifestyle, but it comes in waves, right? So some days are better than other days. 
uh, some years are better than other years. Uh, I do always keep coming back to this practice of yoga and mindfulness, though. And I, I think for me, just having one practice a day, that's what keeps me grounded. So I remember for a period of time, I was very sad and overwhelmed. And I thought, well, what could I do every day and commit to? And what I committed to was brushing my hair. So there's a practice in yoga where you comb your hair 100 strokes. So that's what I thought I would do. I would just comb my hair every day 100 times. It was great because I could do it in bed Mm -hmm. and still do it. You know, and just having that one practice to come back to uh, really kept me sane. And then eventually I felt like doing more. Maybe I would do a little bit of yoga. Maybe I would do meditation. And it, it grew from there. So that would be my my biggest takeaway for myself was just keep one thing going. Uh, that and also I'm constantly monitoring my thoughts and the way that I speak. So, you know, if I use language towards myself that's harmful or self-deprecating, I make a note of that and I try not to do that anymore. Uh, and the same thing in my thoughts. And that helps. I think, and you know, I really do appreciate just how real you are with all of this. I think uh, some people who may hear about um, yoga, meditation, mindfulness, um, you know, they picture these people on top of the mountains and these beautiful robes who are meditating for, you know, hours at a time. And I just appreciate, uh, Cindy, that you're sharing that that's not only always realistic, especially for, for a parent who has six children. Um, so I really appreciate how, how you're finding to integrate it and what works for you um, might, might be different from how it works for other people. But I do appreciate how you just keep trying and how, you know, sharing one day might not be as best as the other, but, but um, personally, I really resonate with, with the just keep trying and keep, keep checking in with yourself. So I appreciate that. Um, this brings me to the practice, right? It's a yoga practice. So that's all we're doing every day is practicing, trying to improve a little bit at a time. Yes. There's no, there's no end game here. There's no winning. (laughs) It's just the same thing and keep trying and taking a few steps forward and knowing we're going to take 15 leaps back and just keep going at it. So absolutely. I think there's a lot of people listening who's probably going to completely resonate with all of this. Um, for, for someone who might be listening right now, who may be new to all this, who maybe, uh, hasn't had an opportunity to go on training, um, what advice would you give them about mindfulness or even as self-care as parents? This is a big topic that comes up is the self-care. I, I'd love to know if you have any advice for, for anybody listening. Yeah, I, I sure do. I have lots of advice always. Um, I think for me, with the self-care as parents, you know, that, that word can be a little bit, uh, like, it's hard for people to connect with that word because it involves time, Yes. right? So even, for example, you know, a bubble bath, that comes up a lot as self-care. Well, is it self-care to sit in the bubble bath while your children are screaming outside the door? <laughs> Not really. Yes. Uh, so it seems a little bit inaccessible. Uh, I really like to switch the idea of self-care to self-compassion. So taking care of ourselves, it doesn't mean doing something or adding another thing on our to-do list. It means 
caring for ourselves the same way we would care for a loved one in the hospital is is having compassion and patience and love and you know ease with that person so treating ourselves in our mind the way we would treat somebody we love who was not feeling well uh, that that i think is accessible to everyone and it takes practice but just noticing when you're being hard on yourself in your mind and then easing up on that just a little bit i think that is sound advice and i think it's advice that um is a lot easier to follow through on yes i don't know how many times i've heard the epsom salts bath um self-care technique on some days you just don't want to take a bath uh so i really appreciate your answer and i'm sure uh, many of of uh, our listeners do as well cindy i want to thank you so much for for coming on here for sharing your journey for being vulnerable and and supporting other people as um they maybe start their journey as well um for all of our listeners um we hope that um you were able to take this story and learn a little bit from it and hopefully we can all develop um, a bit more mindfulness and more balance within our lives we truly are stronger together Adopt for Life is a not-for-profit charitable organization supporting adoptive, kin, and customary care families through programs, resources, and advocacy. To learn how you can join our community for free or support our content like this podcast, visit www.adoptforlife.com. That's adopt4life.com.